Hey there, Red Stringers. Agent Harker here, stepping out from my shadowy anonymity just to give you a quick update on the state of things. RSL is busy at work preparing the next season of the Redacted Reports for you, but it's going to be just a bit longer before that's been appropriately scrubbed and dubbed for safe release to the hungry ears of the mere mortals on this plane of reality. But while we're all still waiting for that, that doesn't mean we don't have some fun things in store. This week, we're offering everyone just a taste of a new side project spin-off companion to the Redacted Reports called For the Record. For the Record is a series of recorded interviews conducted by Special Agent Samantha Hodgson, aka Agent Rowan, for her quote-unquote official job with the FBI's Department of Theoretical Resources. These episodes are not going to have a set release schedule, and they are only going to be available on the Redacted Reports website, www.theredactedreportspodcast.com, so make sure you check in over there occasionally to see if new episodes have popped up, though we'll also try to let you know on social media when new episodes drop. Anyway, please enjoy the special bonus. The main feed will be dark next week to give us some time to deal with that minor containment breach, and then we'll be back with a very exciting new mini-arc that might give you a glimpse into some of Arcel's newest challenges. Let us know what you think, and thanks for listening. This is Samantha Ann Hodgson, recording for the Department of Theoretical Resources File 221002. Please state your name for the record. Lee N. Hunter. Pleasure to meet you, Miss Hunter. It's uh, been a bit of a journey today, hasn't it? It's been a long, wild ride. We'll call it that. Sure. Is your dog settling back in okay? Yes. Oh, my God. Thank you for getting Blue back for me. Of course. They, no one there believed me, and they said I abandoned her, and... That's not something I ever would have done. No, of course not. I saw how happy she was to see you. I'm feeling a lot safer now that I've got her back with me again. Yeah. I'm glad I was able to help with that, and I'm sorry that the everything got tied up with that. It was a hell of a lot easier getting my truck back from impound. <laughs> <laughs> well, inanimate objects. Yeah. They tend to... Anyway. So... Why don't you tell me what happened? I know that you've been, uh, let's say, harried by various and sundry people wanting to know your, your story. Yeah, lots of people want to hear it. Nobody wants to believe it. And yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, I like going hiking up in the hills. And in fact got myself a 20 gauge and permits for chucker because it's a great excuse to go hiking out in the BLM land. And, you know, I've got, I got blue, you know, she's a, a great pointer. And I don't think we have caught more than, you know, two birds sure. ever. No, but it's a good excuse to go walk around. It's a great reason to go hiking the the hills mm -hmm. you know the, challenging myself up and down them and then the treat at the end of the night is a picnic dinner uh, back close to the truck and watch the stars come out and that's what happened was we were finished with dinner and the stars were coming out and there was just this 
there was something not right over the ridge. And so I, I told Blue to stay with the truck and I went up with the flashlight and, and the shotgun and got near the top of the ridge and there was, it was just weird. And just as I came over the top of the ridge, it was just, it was blinding. And I, I never saw what was there. It, it was like the brightest searchlight ever was just mm. full blast in my eyes. And, and yeah, and it must've just caused me to black out because I just, I have no memory of anything uh, you're not going to believe the rest of this. Nobody believes the rest of this. It is just, it's, it, I'm not insane. I really, I, I am a rational, logical, I'm a tech person. I, I know how to think things through and, and none of it makes sense. But you wanted me to tell you what I saw, what I heard. So here it is. I was in a place that was very aseptic, no soft surfaces, that hard echo of sound off of clean mm -hmm. blank surfaces that there's, there's nothing to, to slow the sound down or give you resonance. And there, there were always things in my peripheral vision, but I could never actually, if I turned that direction, I, they weren't there. But I just had these perceptions of thin and motion. And, and there, there wasn't, you know, I mean, it wasn't like there was this, you know, beam of light from above and I was beamed up to a spaceship or something stupid sure. like that. I, I'm sure that I stumbled onto some sort of crazy government project that I wasn't supposed to stumble onto, but they weren't there when we went out in the morning. Anyway, uh, I got scared. <laughs> I, I, I did just thinking about it because nothing was right. And the, I, I called out, I tried to get someone, something to talk to me, and there was nothing. And the strangest thing, there was no smell. No. Oh, that's peculiar. Yeah, just nothing. And I found myself just curling up in a little ball and hugging my knees and closing my eyes and wishing that I wasn't there anymore. And I don't know how long it actually was. I mean, it was long enough that the sheriffs impounded my truck and the, the county took my dog and said that I had abandoned them. And I found myself out on the flats. I, I, it wasn't even where I had been. I was, I was out on the flats and the, the ground around me, it was weird. There was this, it was not just natural. The wind had blown things around. There was an actual 
pattern on the ground. And as I tried to start figuring it out, because I was actually looking at real world again, the wind came up and it was gone. And I mean, I can vaguely say that it, it curved here and it was straight there and there was a corner here, but I wouldn't even be able to to draw. It, it was like looking at the beginning of a circuit diagram that okay. hadn't been finished, it, you know, just ideas that are starting to be sketched out kind of thing, but nothing that makes sense as a circuit diagram or anything like that. But but that sort of idea, there, there, there were bits and... But there was road noise. I, I could hear the trucks going by on the highway and... So I followed the road noise back up and got to the road shoulder and, you know, I'm sure somebody 911 that there was a, a crazy lady standing on the, the side of the road because the, the sheriff came out and, and found me and, mm -hmm. and brought me home. And, and that was it. And yeah, and nobody has believed me. And, you know, now you're here. And, and now I'm here. So what do I do? Well, I'll start with this. Um, FBI Department of Theoretical Resources doesn't get sent out for cranks. For what that might be worth. Yeah. I... But you start doubting yourself, don't you? A lot. Sure. And everyone tells you that you're lying or... Insane. Attention-seeking. Sure. Part of your brain starts to believe it. So I don't believe for a moment that that's what's going on. So, setting that aside, let's talk about the impossible. Which is rather the opposite of the way Holmes would do it, but here we are. <laughs> oh, I hope you've got a good Watson. No, he's an idiot, but I like him anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I'm one of the crazy people who's come to Baker Street. Got it. Uh, for, what, for whatever this might be worth, none of the people who came to Baker Street seeking Holmes' help were crazy. They had a problem that no one else could handle. That's true enough. They, they came bringing him the things that no one else could deal with in the normal channels. Mm -hmm. So, Sherlock, <laughs> what do I do? Well, I would like to ask a couple more questions. Um, just for clarification, to get things onto the record, you're, you're originally from the Bay Area, right? Right. And, you know, with the, all of the work from home stuff. Sure. You know, it's a hell of a lot cheaper to live up here and get away from the crowds of people. And so I, I cashed out my house in the South Bay and you can buy a good chunk of land up here that way and have a horse and quiet. And, you know, I, I pay for good internet and I 
you know, okay, I, I have to make a trip down every once in a while, but you know, my boss is like, hey. As long as you get the work done. As long as you get the work done. Mm-hmm. They've been really supportive so far about giving me some time to get things together, but I know that they're getting a little edgy about the press. Sure. The press can be, um, let's say, relentless. Vultures. That's a good word, yeah. So you, from the reports that I read, you were um, abducted outside of Golconda. Right. But that's not where you live. No, no, I'm I'm here out of Winnemuc, as you mm. know. It was, um, it was a bit of a drive. You know, it's not that much past Reno. And it's a pretty drive. It's a gorgeous drive, as long as it's not snowing across the pass. Well, you know, but fortunately, uh, I think I missed the, the, the late ones. So, yeah, it's it's a little bit of a, a remote spot, but mm-hmm. Golconda, now that's remote. I mean, there's only a couple hundred people out there sure. total, and yeah, it, but it's really beautiful country to just look at the sky and, and watch the birds soar and, mm-hmm. and find crazy-ass government things, aliens, whatever the hell I found, or found me. <laughs> you said that you saw something weird up on the ridge. What, or that something weird on the ridge keyed you to go in that direction? Was it anything, was it anything visual? Did you hear something? Was it a feeling? It, I started with a feeling of things aren't quite right, and blue was triggering too. Mm-hmm. And she she was she, she wasn't full into I'm I'm uh, focused on like a bird sure but she was prowling and and patrolling and pacing and so that's why I had her stay put and I figured you know we might have there's coyotes there's mountain lion the bobcat really didn't want to get her tangled up with that. Sure. And so, yeah. A little bit of the sound being wrong. You know, as a matter of fact, I think it was that there wasn't enough of the normal sounds. It was quieter than usual. It was quieter than usual in that direction. Hmm. I hadn't thought about that. But now that you're asking, yeah, it. it's like it got still. Like everything had gone to ground. Mm. And yeah, there, there was there was a little bit of light play, but you know you, you sometimes get that, you know, you know weird reflections, you know, if somebody's got their high beams on the highway, sure. you know you get you know those weird bits off of the the rocks and such as they come around to bend, but nothing that i could put my finger on but it just it it felt wrong mm-hmm. and i had wanted to stay the the news had said that it might be a, a good night for um, a meteor shower so i had wanted to stay and, and watch the sky sure and, but if there was something out there we weren't staying it wouldn't be safe right and so that's 
that's a I can't think of anything you know more concrete for you no that's fine um I I am not one to uh, dismiss intuition. I'm not an intuitive person. I I am a you know make it just make sense. You know you know what thing. I think intuition actually is most of the time. That's exactly <laughs> right, Blue. <laughs> uh, intuition is generally your senses collecting everything and your brain processing it so fast that it doesn't have time to tell you what it's processing. And again, it manifests as a feeling and being like, no, something's not right. That makes sense. So there for the logic brain side. There for the logic brain side. So you had no sense of time when you were in this aseptic place. Other than more than a day was gone Mm -hmm. when I was back. Did you... Did you fall asleep at any point? Were, was it just you were in the aseptic space and then you were on the, the side of the road? It felt like forever and like not much time at the same time. And I know that I didn't eat anything or mm-hmm. drink anything. And when I was there on the side of the road or near the side of the road, you know, when I... Uh, found myself back in a place that made sense. I know I was hungry and I was I was shaky and tired and but I I had no idea that that much time had gone by. Mm-hmm. When the sheriff told me that there'd been people, you know, worried about me because my truck had been found uh, that I I had no sense that it had been you know, more than an hour. Oh, those sorts of places do you tend to mess with your head. I've run into that. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Sense of time is difficult when there's nothing to gauge it off of. You know, I, I've I've gone into caves and things like that. Mm-hmm. And that sense of it doesn't... it Time doesn't have meaning. Sure. And yet time passes. This was different. I I didn't have a sense of me spending time. Interesting. It it was hard to describe. It was it was forever and no time at all at the same time. Like you were out of time. Yeah. That that's a good way of describing it. Mm-hmm. So yes, I I had no sense of time elapsing with me. Mhm. And you never saw anything besides what was in the corners of your eyes? You never heard anything? Whispers of sound, but nothing that, you know, air moving, brushing Mm -hmm. against surfaces, Mm -hmm. but nothing that, nothing that makes, you know, the the logical uh, storyline of alien abduction of, you know, this alien language that I've never heard before and you possibly couldn't parse out. Oh, wait, yes, I could. Maybe I can figure out that they were saying something about how, you know, astounded they they were that they had found the right person or, no, that's not the one you were supposed to get. Or, <laughs> uh, none, none of those storylines, no. Or even, Mom, I needed a human for a science experiment. 
That would have been a good one. Yeah. <laughs> I could have told that one to USA Today. They probably would have eaten that right up. <laughs> <sighs> I'm not very helpful, am I? Yes, you are. Part of my job is gathering the details. It's like um, puzzle pieces thrown across a table. I don't know what the cover of the box looks like yet, but I can start putting pieces together. And none of them are edges or corners. Not yet, but I'm working on that. <laughs> so when when you came back, you uh, did you go and see your doctor? Did you, I mean, you went, you talked to the sheriff, of course. And how did word get out to the, um, the yellow papers? Well, there had been a, a an alert out that uh, that they were concerned that a person was missing because mm -hmm. they had, they found my truck, and so that had been out on the you know the local uh, you know area watch thing, and you know that went west as far as Reno and Sparks. Wow. Well, you know, it's either that direction or Elko. Good point. Yeah, it's it's not like you know, there's a, a major north-south route along here, so um, I'm pretty sure that they they had the highway patrol, you know, on the alert as well. And when that was called off, that was when the the local news came and you know the the paper came and asked you know, what was what had happened and. I was crazy enough to tell them and they sold the story on to Reno and Reno sold the story on to the Bay area and yeah. And somewhere and, and then the internet. Yep. And, and somewhere in there, um, the keywords pinged for us. So what are my keywords that got me an FBI agent? Uh, Golconda. Abduction pattern. Those were the ones that started the, the the ping, and then my office mate started digging deeper, and then dropped the file on my desk and said, "Here, you go talk to her. I'm bad at people." <laughs> All one sentence, just like that. <laughs> he sounds like a lot of the guys I work with. Yeah, he's he's very he's very good at the technical stuff, and he and I get on very well. But he's not good at people. That's fine. That's my job. Yeah, you're. You're sort of reassuring to talk to. I'm glad. This has been a trying experience, and I believe you. Thank you. I've seen some pretty weird things in my time, so I don't dis I don't discount anything. The the Department of uh, Theoretical Research was it? Resources, but yes, it's uh, we ask questions, and you get to talk to all of the people who. Bring you weird shaped puzzle pieces. That's the fun part. <laughs> no, the boring part is digging through hours and hours and hours and hours of computer things. Oh. Well, there's going to be a lot of computer things that you can find about everyone's opinion about what happened. Everyone's got an opinion. Everyone has an opinion and not all of them need to be shared. It would be nice if they thought that. Wouldn't it? Yeah. The world would be a lot nicer. But here we are. Here we are. So, um, 
I'm sorry. I, 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 I cut my thought off previously. You went and saw your doctor afterwards? Yeah. And I've got a weird... Okay. Have you ever seen anything like this? Those um, moles? I mean, they're, they're moles. Did you they have... weren't there before. Ah. They're the two on the outside of my left wrist. Mm-hmm. And then look here on the back of my neck. Yeah. Uh, huh. And those hadn't been there before. No. So he's talking about, do we need to biopsy them to see if there's some sort of skin cancer or because brand new moles that appear after, after a strange experience. Well, he doesn't believe in the strange experience. He, he is of the mind that, hey, you're from the Bay Area. They do anything weird there. So, you know, why don't you tell me what it was that you ingested before that you had this experience? Sure. That's a very, that's a very medical sort of opinion to have on it. And he's very traditional. Well, out in this corner of the world, that doesn't surprise me. If you do get them biopsied, I would be very curious in any result that you get back from them. If you'd be willing to pass those records along. Sure. In your, you've seen weird things. Should I be worried that I've got aliens growing out of me or something like that? If it hasn't manifested uh, to this point, almost certainly not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> The things that I have run into tend to move faster than that. That was not what I was expecting you to say. You... Okay, you've seen weirder shit than I want to know about. That's wise. So, yeah, I'm worried enough about them that I will probably have them checked out more thoroughly. So, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll pass it along to you. I would very much appreciate that. I've given you my card, right? Yeah. All right. You've given me a lot to think about. Is there anything else that you would like to have on the record? Are there any other puzzle pieces uh, that you might have thought weren't useful? Other than that it happened when there was supposed to be meteors? You know, the, the sky was supposed to be interesting? No, I really... Okay. I mean, that that's when you're supposed to see aliens, right? When When there's things shooting across the sky? Uh, that's it, it's that's it's their decoys. Sure, that's what they say. <laughs> and then you see the one that moves in a different direction. You tell yourself, oh, you know that that's just that uh, set of satellites going across, but it's going the wrong way. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Haven't seen one of those yet. Well, maybe someday. I hope not. I'll pass. I think I've had enough excitement. Yeah, I think you've had quite enough for one lifetime. I hope things settle for you again. I will take that. And again, thank you for getting Blue back for me. I I don't know that I would be okay without having her needing me to take care of her. She's a very good girl. Yeah. And I I feel a lot more human having her here with me again. You know, the the living solo it, Completely solo is too much. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. 
I live alone, but my neighbors and I are good friends, so I can go bother them if I need company. Good to have. It, neighbors are a little spread out out here. Just a bit. Uh, that that was how I knew I'd found the right place. It was like, oh, well, my GPS says here, and there's only one house. It has to be the right one. It's nice. I'm I'm from the Bay Area, so I'm used to things being much more, well, you know, compressed. Yeah. Uh, and the next door neighbor so close that you can reach across the fence and still touch your house. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I like being able to just have space to spread out, walk around and think. Yeah. A lot of empty, a lot of empty space to think in. It's nice. Well, thank you again for your time, Miss Hunter, and I will get this logged. And again, let me know if anything else comes up. You have my card. And if you come to an answer, Sherlock, you'll let Dr. Watson know so that he can uh, <laughs> he can put it on his blog. If it hits the blog, I might, I might start getting some questions from people I don't want to have to answer. But I'll let you know. Thank you. You've been listening to For the Record, a series of bonus episodes from the world of the Redacted Reports. This episode features Tiana Hansen as Special Agent Samantha Hodgson and Linda Siegel as Lee Hunter, with Lila as Blue. For the Record is edited by Alondra Heilman and produced by Tiana Hansen. The Redacted Reports is an actual play podcast based upon the role-playing game Delta Green by Arc Dreams Publishing. Delta Green is created by Dennis Detweiler, Adam Scott Glancy, and John Scott Tynes. The Redacted Reports is distributed by the Quests and Chaos Network and can be found anywhere you listen to podcasts. For the record, can be found exclusively at www.theredactedreportspodcast.com. So check in occasionally to see what new files have been declassified and what secrets the unknowing minds who think themselves to be in power have allowed to slip past their safeguards and into the collective consciousness of those who seek both answers and questions. Whoops. Hey, Red Stringers. Great episode, right? Sorry to interrupt, but we've got one more little announcement for you that will hopefully give you something extra to look forward to next week while we're off letting ourselves recover some sanity. If you're one of those folks who listens all the way through the end of the credits each week, and we know a lot of you do, thank you, then you've definitely heard us mention Quests and Chaos, the fantastic streamers and production network that distributes the redacted reports and hosts our postseason talkbacks on their Twitch channel. Well, if you're listening to this episode in the year of our old ones, 2022, then you should mark your calendars for November 26th and 27th. On that weekend, Quests and Chaos will be hosting a 24-hour charity live stream, kicking off the U.S. holiday season by raising funds for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, a cause that both QNC and the Redacted Reports hold very close to our hearts. 
There's going to be board games, a session of dread, a wild D&D battle royale, some chatting, some giveaways, and tons of other fun stuff starting from 10 a.m. Pacific time on Saturday, November 26th through to the next Sunday morning. A few members of the Redacted Reports team will be participating, particularly Agent Rowan, as will some friends from other Twitch streaming channels. So please follow Quests and Chaos across all their socials if you don't already for more announcements and updates on that, or join their Discord, which is also our Discord. It's all the same Discord. We're all part of the same network. Anyway, thank you for listening to this episode. We'll miss you next week while we're dark, but we hope to see you at the QNC charity stream, and then the Redacted Reports will be back with more, you know, the usual. Thanks.